This is JFM Podcast. Beautiful morning to you then. Thank you so much for choosing J101.9 FM. You're on to the show. Let's talk. It's another beautiful Wednesday, another good day to look at um, issues occurring in Nigeria. Nigeria is slowly looking to seeming to be um, a, a place where the rule of law is no longer obeyed. It seems like a lot of people just take laws into their hands and do what they feel or deem necessary that to do it also feels like um it's a time where um, you know authorities or people who are supposed to be enforcing the law do not even obey the law well days are becoming funny the president who initially came and said he was hitting the ground running seems like um it's now a slow march parade that we're on there are a lot of things to discuss this morning but welcome to the show my name is abigail seaman and i'm not alone imika missy is right here good morning to you good morning abigail good morning to our listener like you said um, the people who are meant to obey the law the people whose job are supposed to keep and maintain law and order are the people breaking the law and order Yesterday it was an eyesore, a show of shame at the Federal High Court in Ikoyi as the DSS were battling with the NCS for Gordon Emifili. Now what makes all of this even most interesting and beyond what happened at the Federal High Court yesterday was the reason why he's being charged. It's, it's laughable mm. to know that the body who are in charge of internal intelligence, internal security, like some we say, our own M6, M16 of the of the like we have in England, yeah, are charging somebody over possession of firearms. Now, is firearms a criminal offense without license? Yes, it is. However, just for our listeners' sake, so they understand where this is coming from. Remember earlier this year and also late last year. Where the DSS went, wanted to arrest Gordon Emifili, where they said that he was involved in terror financing. Mm. That was the reason they wanted to arrest him. Unfortunately for them, the court had said and ruled against them arresting Gordon Emifili. On those grounds. On those grounds. Mm. Now, imagine you went from saying his... He has been financing terror without giving us proof. And then now you have him in your custody. You now say he has firearms. How does terror financing and firearms, firearms. how do they, how do they, how do they relate? The same Gordon Emefele was, is supposed to answer to a federal high high court in Abuja for the $56 million legal fee for the Paris fund. You're not talking about that. The same Gordon Emefele has been accused of so many other financial crimes. You're not talking about that. What you're concerned with, what you're telling us that he is, his, his, his case is, is that he has firearms. So let's imagine that is the only two cases you have against him. If the court has said, this man, when he pays his, when he, when he um, pays his bail, mm. his bail, that's his, the 20 million for his bail, he's allowed to let go. You are not supposed to be in charge of him anymore. <laughs> the the people who are supposed to be in charge of him are the the guys at the prison. But here you have the DSS saying no, even though the court has said that when you pay your bill, you're allowed to go till November. We will still, still go, take we do what we're going to do. It, we are the DSS trying to enforce their enforce our own personal rule, rule against yeah. what the court says. Mm. I just need to remind our listeners that this same DSS last year. Where the same DSS that wrote a series, I think they gave 10, um, a list of uh, media um, outfits that could come witness the hearing of Unam Dekanu. Mm. My question is, DSS is for internal security. So how, how then do you move from protecting internal security and intelligence to giving rights to media houses to come cover um, the hearing of a Nigerian. The same DSS mm. on Twitter some days ago put out a very damning statement. And a lot of words, people wondered if it was the DSS oh, it account. Was the DSS, mm. using words like IPOB, you know, very derogatory word against the lawyer of Gordon Emefili. And even when they were called to it, did not take it down till after 72 hours or more and did not even deem it fit to offer an apology. So let's imagine that their Twitter handle was hacked by something or somebody. They did not apl- apologize or anything. So again, my question is, if the organization established in 1948 to 
to protect our internal intelligence and protect our, our lives as Nigerians and, you know, for high, like you say, high-rate crimes. If these same people are embroiled in what I would call muddy potopoto play, mm. it's funny. Question is, where are we headed? Very fundamental question where uh, we are headed. And to help us discuss all of these issues this morning via the phone lines, we're joined by Mr. Ufoma Egbamunu. A lovely morning to you and welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to have you. And also live with us in the studio this morning, we have uh, Mr. Luca Pampi. A lovely morning to you and welcome to the show. It's good to good have morning, you. Good morning, listener and the studio crew. Yeah, it's good to have you both um, here and a lot of things to discuss. And before we talk about the pandemonium that we saw yesterday at Federal High Court in Ikoyi, and one of the things that has become a recurring decima is the continuous internal wranglings within political parties, that of um, the PDP before the election. We saw that of RU and then the G5 governors in the Labour Party. We saw Abure and um, Apata. And also now in the P- APC, which is the ruling party, we're seeing that of Adamu and Omisheri and also the Gandu J and a lot of people vying for chairman. And um, I wanted to start with you, uh, Mr. Oforma. What does this mean for the political parties, um, their, their, their governance and their ideologies? Um, it seems like there's always a problem. Do they really have a problem with the structure? Do they really have a problem with what they stand for? But what majorly um, are the problems of political parties in Nigeria? Well, to first of all debunk, um, debunk a comment you just made. I'm not sure there's any political party in Nigeria that has an ideology. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not sure. Let's 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 cut to the chase. Let's be honest with ourselves, um, because to a large extent, you look at the ruling party, the APC. It's a combination of progressives, conservatives, and people who just want power. Yeah. You look at you look at the uh, opposition, the PDP. It is still the same thing: conservatives, progressives, and people who want power. The Labour Party is no is not any different either. Um, even though um, it's a party that supposedly um, was set up, you know, for the welfare of workers, um, but we've also seen that politicians who are disgruntled from their former parties, yeah. you know, have found a safe heaven, so to speak. And it's also another combination of progressives, conservatives and people who want power. Um, So political parties in Nigeria really do not have ideologies. It's just a vehicle um, for them to win elections. And so to a large extent, the grumblings and the fightings or infightings that you get to see in some of these parties, it's about how I'm going to win power if the GFM presenter is going to be the one to stop me because he or she is chairman or secretary or financial chairman, mm. um, sorry, financial secretary, um, then I will find a way to get him or her out. So basically, it's just, it's just um, the, it's the fight to win power and stay in power that we see um, you know, uh, as that, that's that's what we see in these political parties, mm-hmm. and it's been a history from even going back to the first republic. Yeah. Oh, I, I wanted. I let let me let me get things on understand something. And if these political parties do not have ideologies, you have people who go and pick up membership tickets to be a part of these political parties. Does this actually tell on the kind of people that pick up membership cards? Uh, are we trying to say that these people do not have morals? Neither do they have values, but they have one core thing, which is just to acquire power. And as we let's all be honest, politics is more or less like a money making scheme. Even a Ponzi scheme doesn't beat. Um, what politics is all about and do you share such well to a large extent i would say yes um because let's let's take the last two months of the uh, present apc government for example Mm. um we've had the president come up with some very stringent policies 
policies that on paper um, should be the bedrock to stimulate our economy. Again, I said on paper. Yeah. You know, policies like um, what a lot of persons have been clamoring for for a very long time, which is removal of subsidy policies like unification or almost near unification of the um, exchange rate. Mm. You know, some of the international organizations have been calling for for these um, policies. On paper, these are policies that should help, like I said, stimulate the economy. But the reality that we've seen in the last two months or thereabout mm. is that Nigerians have become poorer. Yeah. The spending power of Nigerians have reduced. Um, but put that side by side with the average politician, starting from the local government to the states and down to the federal, mm. there has not been any change whatsoever in the modus operandi of how the politicians operate. You hear that the the, uh, National Economic Council meeting from last week, one of the things they talked about was how, you know, they admitted that um, there needs to be a a cut down in the cost of governance. Yes. But the one thing they did not say was how and when. Mm. Nobody mentioned how the cost of governance was going to come about. Nobody mentioned when it was going to come into effect. Because the same number of vehicles politicians go about is the same number they're still going about with. Mm. The same number that is being paid by you and I, our taxpayers' monies, is what fuels those cars. They still appoint the SAs and SSAs and, you know, the cost of governance is still where it is. So Mm. the average Nigerian is being told or is being made or is being forced to reassess um, their spending power mm. and what they can do with the little monies that they have and the escalating inflation. But the average politician is still living the same way he or she used to if, from 1999 till date. Mm. You know, So that for me, that's like a symptom to tell you that uh, there's possibly no ideology here. It's just about winning power, staying in power, and enjoying all the maximum benefits that office comes with. All right. Let me let me come to you, Mr. Luca Pampe. You belong to a political party. Do you share the same sentiments that political parties do not have ideologies? It's just um, the power tussle, the fame, or yes, the fame that comes with it. Um, do you agree with such? Uh, well, let me start this way. I think that uh, first and foremost, uh, if we want to juxtapose uh, what political parties are in our own kind of climb, <laughs> uh, it will be able to help us to understand the realities around uh, some of these issues. Uh, if you take the Nigerian political history, <laughs> uh, let, let me uh, be fair, uh, from 1951, uh, for example, uh, right through to independence and to the republic, <laughs> you know, as it were, in 1963, and you also look at how uh, political parties have uh, evolved uh, largely no between mm-hmm. 1959 uh, and, of course, uh, prior to the coup and, of course, the early part of the Second Republic. Then you'll be able to understand the hypocrisy you know, involved in what constitutes uh, the global perspective about what political parties ought to be. And I'm using the word ought to be carefully here uh, so that I'll be able to score the relativity of how we look at political parties in the true sense of the word. Now, Nigeria uh, happened, you know, based on serendipity, let me put it that way, uh, to have uh, adopted the American type of, uh, you know, uh, democracy and by extension, the party system mm-hmm. in the true sense of the word. And if you look at it from 1st October 1979 to 31st of December of 1983, then you can understand that what we have adopted was just an imitation of what we wanted it to be. Uh, if, of course, a presidential system, for example, is to have political parties that are expected to have what you rightly refer to as ideology, that is principles in mm. the true sense of the word, yeah. then it means that we are not doing it right. And I'm saying this against the backdrop of the fact that if you go back to 1848, where you had, uh, you know, the American political parties emerging strongly, 
then of course you should be able to ask yourself, how have they been able to fear it? And what have we adopted? What have we learned? And what have we not learned in the true sense of it? So if you go back to 1848 in the United States of America, and you look at the democracy and the uh, uh, ideology of political parties, and you count from 1848 uh, to date, you will see that, for example, uh, the Democrats uh, have been able to have uh, what I refer to as 36 chairpersons mm. of that particular political party consistently. And that is because of their ideology. Their political parties are more or less... Uh, multiplicity in nature, uh, if, if you excuse the use of that. In fact, it may interest you to know that in America, you have two dominant political parties, but you also have others that share similar ideologies with that, numbering 402 in the United States of America. Perhaps a lot of people do not know. Now, when you bring that back to Nigeria, and you see what has transpired with political parties, you will know that part of the problem we have with our democracy are political parties. And I say this with all sense of responsibility because our own kind of political parties are driven by a conglomeration of uh, unlikely fellows with different interests, <laughs> not with the same interests. Because political parties are also expected to grab power. I don't agree with people when they say that, no, their interest is to be able to grab power. Yes, their interest is to grab power <laughs> in the true sense of the word, because that is what they are established to do. But when you talk of ideologies and principles, they are not there. You will discover that the same person who was perhaps a member of a political party and have metamorphosed into uh, an executive of that political party right mm. up to the top echelon. And that is a chairmanship of that political party. Mm. will also jump gone from that particular political party to another political party. So to that extent, it tells you that it's about interest, not uh, you know what you refer to as a, a principle or, 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 or whatever that comes to play with regards to how parties are, are, are formed and run. Now again, Mention all those that we're talking about, even within the top echelon of the APC, for example, yeah. that have also not been able to have some kind of romance with other political parties. Then you may find none as far as the issues are concerned. Mm. And so clearly, none of this. You mentioned uh, 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 the Labour Party. You know the Labour Party drama <laughs> with regards to political parties. Mm. The PDP, as we're talking, is an acting national chairman of the PDP. The APC is an acting national chairman of the APC, as we're talking. The AA, yesterday, there was also a mild drama. Uh, yeah. You remember yesterday, there was a mild drama when INEC was to sit with political parties and review the activities of the recently concluded uh, yeah, general election, elections, yeah. uh, or inconclusive general elections from the dimension you want to look at it mm -hmm. since there are matters in, 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 court. in court as yes. it were. So, of course, we saw a mild drama in terms of the chairmanship of the AAC. <laughs> yesterday, the seat that was reserved uh, for that AAA, sorry, that AA party, yesterday we saw that there were two people who presented themselves. And, as chairman. Yes, and there were questions about who should be able, even my political party, the PRP. You know that at a time close to the elections, we had Showore. Uh, owing alliance to another arm of the PRP. Yes. And then you have uh, another uh, a PRP as it were, even though they caught, there were court uh, declarations as far as some of those issues are concerned. But clearly speaking, I think if we want to get serious about issue of democracy and governance, then it must be able to start from the kind of persons that we have them running these political parties uh, in the true sense of the word. Uh, let me come back to you, Mr. Alfama, before I hand you over to Emika quickly. And based on what uh, Mr. Mr. Luca Pampia said, it seems like the only common interest is heading for who is going to be chairman, as we saw with the PDP and the G5 governors, um, Abure and um, Apata, even that of the APC and now the AA and even the PRP. It seems like the common goal or the common aim or interest is heading for who is going to be chairman. How does this trickle down to the kind of governance that we practice right here in Nigeria? And how does this affect um, the type of governance that we have in Nigeria? So, so whoever is the chairman of a political party wields enormous powers. That's why there's a scramble for that position. Mm. You, you literally are like the governor or the president of the political party. party. Yeah. So to a, to a large extent, even though you have an executive, the um, uh, set of executive, but you know, you are still first amongst equals. You literally determine a lot of things. You can determine um, who gets what. 
um, who is being fielded as as um, as um, you know candidate for whatever position that your political party is contesting for mm -hmm. and if you're probably not in the good books of the chairman then the chances or the likelihood that you're going to get the um, ticket yeah. possibly might be reduced mm -hmm. so it's a lot um, and to a large extent also what we have seen at least if if I'm not if I if I if I don't talk much about the second and third republic, at least in the fourth republic, mm. we've seen that um, whoever is president, um, you know, or whoever is the most influential political gladiator in a party, yes. wants a situation where his ally or the person that supports his vision. Um, gets to sit in that chairmanship position. Mm. That's why you saw all, all of the fights you saw in the build-up to the 2023 election in the PDP. Mm. The whole fight to unseat Iyochi um, Ayu, who, by the way, was actually put put in that position, put in quote, by the former governor of River State, um, Wiki. all of a sudden, you know, he wanted the man out. Uh, because in the build-up to the 2023 elections, his calculations possibly did not align with what he what he felt your child you would do, and what you're possibly seeing in the APC at this point in time mm. is, you know, also as a result of what happened in the build-up to the 2023 elections. If you remember, Senator Damu was not was not um, particularly 100 percent. Uh, in the Tinubu uh, camp. Yeah, so he, he wasn't in support of that. You know, he, in fact, did talk about the fact that um, um, the former Senate president, uh, um, Ahmed Lawa, Lawa, you know, he looked, he looked like, you know, not he looked like, he even officially said it, that that's where the president wants, the former president, you know, wants to go. And he, because the Tinubu has now won. He is now the president. Um, everybody wants a situation where whoever is in that position, so to speak, dances to to his tune. Mm. You know. And then again, let's not forget that there's a possibility. Even though I think that it might not happen, yeah. but there's a possibility we could have a rerun of the 2023 presidential elections hmm, depending on what the courts yes um, determine mm. so you could also argue that it's the president already planning ahead you know if there's going to be a rerun oh i want people who are not going to be um not working for my course hmm. because let's also not forget that eight years ago or 10 years ago, one could argue mm. that part of the things that led to the downfall of the PDP was as a result of the chairman at the time not handling things the way it, it should be. Yes. Which which led to the you know defection of five PDP governors and a lot of PDP uh, uh, um, politicians to the then opposition, the APC. All of these, you could argue, led to... Um, the APC winning in 2015. So, who, the, the fight and the jostle for chairmanship or the infighting you get to see in political parties, like I did say from the get-go. Yeah. Um, yes, yes, my colleague in the studio made mention of the fact that, well, in the real sense of the word, political parties are there to win elections. Yes, you know, but all of that also is, it's like the, it's like that's the only thing for them, how to win elections and how to stay in power. And part of the calculations for you to win elections or stay in power has to do with who leads the party. Mm. And that's why we see all of those infighting. Yeah. All right. Um, just to come down to the, the other topic for the discussion this morning has to be the Gordon Emifile's issue. Um, yesterday, it was, um, like I said before, it was a show of shame seeing the DSS and Gordon Emifile. To get your thoughts on that, um, if, if, a, if, a, if a court has granted a person bail, does the DSS still have right to take that person into their custody? That's one. Two, the charge leveled against Gordon Emefili, is it enough for them to have kept him for how long they have kept him? 
The question is for me? Yes, yes it's yeah. for you. It's for me. Oh, okay. Oh, um, at the risk of at the risk of saying things that would possibly get the DSS in my front door <laughs> or, or, you know, put me on their watch list. Um, I like to say things the way they are. Uh, and for me, I think, in fact, I think on Monday I was uh, I was talking about on, on my radio show, I was talking about, um, you know, that tweet. Let me call it that way. That tweet mm-hmm. um, from the DSS yes. last week, which thankfully they found a way to delete it, even though they let it stay for a very long time. And people have that, that for me, that, that, that for me is a symptom of how a federal government agency should not be run. You know, there have been accusations and, and allegations of the DSS being turned into a partisan um, um, security outfit that is geared towards fighting perceived enemies of whoever is in power. Um, the show of shame we saw yesterday, it's and the tweet from last week just tells you the kind of it it, it feels those kinds of um allegations if you remember back in december the dss went to court filed lots of court papers and part of the allegations they made against the suspended cbn governor was that he one was financing terrorism yes and that two he has links to the um, um, proscribed group, IPOP. Yes. Amongst amongst other allegations. Now, the what they were filing in court was they wanted to they wanted the court to give them the the, the power to arrest Him. the CBN governor at the time. Now, unfortunately for them, the court didn't grant their prayers. The court asked them. Uh, you know that I'm trying to remember all the proceedings now. But bottom line, the, the court did not grant them that motion. Seven months down the line or thereabout, Emifile was now arrested. Now that we have a new president, because one of the reasons one of the reasons they could not go ahead with it was that the president at the time, President Buhari, former President Buhari, you know, um, did not go with. Um, the DSS plan. Now, Buhari is out of power. The new president has suspended the CBN governor and more or less feels like, okay, all right, you guys now have the power to do what needs to be done. And we've seen a plethora of allegations, financial allegations against the suspended CBN governor. But what did we see in court? Despite all of the media trial, Mm -hmm. despite all of the supposed allegations of financing terrorism, despite all of the talk about um, um, IPOB links, remember the tweet last week, you know, was criticizing a lawyer and calling him a charge and bill lawyer and saying that the charge and bill lawyer, you know, oh, he's the one that represents IPOB. Oh, does he have link with the CBN governor? Those were some of the questions that the DSS was asking in the message they put out on social media. Yeah, and you you now look at the 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 charge that was brought in court, possession of illegal arms. arms. Mm. It 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 beggars belief. It, it, you know because you don't understand how we we went from seven months ago accusing him of financial terrorism, mm. accusing him of links to IPOB, to seven months after, you're not accusing him of illegal possession of arms. Now, even if even if these these allegations stick, even if the um, um, what's it called, I'm not sure Emefile is going to get more than two years or three years. Well, three if, years three a is big is, if. Three years is what is in the law. A, and three million Exactly. Now. Exactly. Or he will get that and get a fine, a very small fine of maybe 250000 which of course he will almost most likely pay off. Now, so it just tells you that there's something systematically wrong with the DSS. Sadly, because I don't understand how we went from financial terrorism, IPOB links, 
to illegal possession of arms. It just maybe to a large extent, all of those allegations of oh, yeah, give false. a dog a bad name, mm-hmm. you know, just to hang it, is possibly what is playing out here. That's on one hand. Another tactics, you know, to also be fair to the DSS, another tactics could be, and this is me now assuming. Yeah. Um, let's let's because we know the court is always going to give him. Um, the court is always going to give him bail. Yes. Let's start with the minute of allegations, mm. you know, and let's hold him for as long as possible until the court forces us to take him to court. Now that we've taken him to court and we know that he's going to get bail, as soon as he gets that um, instruction from the court, before he perfects his bail, whatever, we we arrest him again and bring up more charges. More, yeah. is that is could it, is it, is it <laughs> that that could be another scenario. Now, is that is that the right thing to do? Does any does anybody do the right thing in this country anymore? Mm. Okay. Um, let me come to Mr. Yeah, because because sadly, so sorry. Please go on. Sadly, we 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 have seen that a lot of people get away with nonsense and nothing happens. It, Nigeria is a country where, sadly, very few people get to face the music or get to face the law for the actions they have done. And because people get away with this nonsense, they know that come what may. After two or three days, something else will happen. Nigerians will stop talking about DSS. Yes. And it has gone. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let me come to Mr. Luca Pampe. Um, we have talked about the legality or illegality of what happened yesterday. My, my other question is, if the DSS say they have charges against this man, why haven't they leveled the charges when they have him in their possession? The other question is, from... The history of the DSS in the last two, three years, it has shown that they are not necessarily as bipartisan as we expected. They are not neutral in their dealings. We've, like I said before, we've seen DSS that we're giving rules on who to come, um, you know, media um, outlet that will come cover a hearing. We've also seen that the DSS chairman um, has also been accused of having a personal vendetta against people and has been using his office to go against those people. From the law that created the DSS and what they are doing right now, are they in tandem or are they biting more than, like you say, often say more than they can shoot, punching above their weights as a security agency in the country? Uh, I make, I'm happy that you brought two angles to it uh, and that is the establishment uh, laws about the DSS uh, or the SSS as it's originally uh, referred to in the true sense of it. And I'm also happy that you've brought in the angle of history uh, because we must be able to understand this so that we don't also keep on talking uh, simply about what happened yesterday and forget about the bigger picture. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be able to put this in a few seconds uh, so that we understand. Now, the DSS or the SSS, as I prefer to call it, uh, was originally uh, a department in the office of the Inspector General of Police as far back as 1948. <laughs> uh, and that was what it is. And then after the uprising and the coup of 1975-76, when Murtala was assassinated as a former head of state, uh, the former head of state, that is uh, former General Olusegun Obasanjo, uh, now uh, established uh, what was known as the National Security Organization, uh, which was later to become the SSS uh, in 1976 uh, under decree number 16, you know, of 1976. Uh, the intention were for two, in my own opinion. One was for regime protection, and the second one was of national security, and that was the issue of intelligence, and to ensure that they cop the uprising that were also coming as a result of that assassination and the eventual, you know, um, court-martialing of those who were involved in that particular coup in the true sense of the word. So we need to understand uh, this history, and it's very important, uh, 1976. Now, when Ibrahim Badamasi Babangida, a general, took over power, I remember vividly that in 1986, he was able to upscale what the SSS was uh, uh, is today uh, in terms of how it was supposed to be. 
And so he came up with decree number 19 of 1986, uh, 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 yes. June 1986. And of course, if you check through, you see that that was a, uh, the first time that we're seeing the SSS uh, in that particular uh, uh, decree, as it were. And then the responsibilities of that particular agency were clearly uh, defined, yes. <laughs> as it is. Now, when we, we went back, uh, and I'm using that phrase carefully, into democracy, with effect from 29th of May, uh, 1999, mm. uh, we also know that we could not operate it as that particular anarchical, quote-unquote, and that is my opinion, uh, uh, SSS as it were. So we now had law number 74, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, cap 74 of 2004. That later also added flesh, you know, to uh, the law establishing uh, that's the National Security Act uh, that also acknowledged, you know, the SSS as it were in the true sense of the word. And its functions were clearly defined, you know, uh, as it is. So now that history also tells us clearly that that same SSS, it is not the first time that that same SSS has, has been able to show this kind of brigandage, you know, that they displayed yesterday uh, in, in Lagos. And I will give you a few examples so that we know where they are coming from and see whether actions have also been taken. Or if actions have failed, why are they continuing in this kind of manner yeah. in the true sense of the word? Now, I will take you back to the days of Lawal Daura. Some of you remember precisely that on August 7, <laughs> you remember when former President uh, uh, Muhammad Buhari uh, was on his London hell trip. Yeah. And uh, Oshibanjo was handed mm, over right. the acting capacity as a president. Mm. You remember that the same SSS went and blocked the National Assembly. Yes. yes. We remember that incident mm. uh, of August uh, 7, 2018, as it were. And of course, Oshibanjo did not waste time in firing because they went and desecrated another arm of government. And I say another arm of government because Nigeria is expected to operate on the principles of the three trinities. And that is a trinity. Section 4 of the 1999 constitution, subsection 1 to subsection 9, or thereabout, talks about the legislature. Section 5 talks about the executive. Section 6 talks about the judiciary. Right. Presupposedly, there is supposed to be separation of power. And you stay within the ambit of your power, mm. where it snowballs into another. Then there are questions. So they desecrated the legislature. And we saw the legislature raising their voice above their heights. And Oshibanjo acted immediately and fired Lawal Daura and brought a man from Bayelsa in acting capacity at that time. Now, when the man took over, August 7, we know exactly that by September of that particular year, what happened? September of that particular year, we saw a new... Uh, yes. uh, a DG yes, yes. of yes. the SSS. Mm. And so we now saw Yusuf Magajibichi from Kano, yes. who took over the responsibility of that agency. And I remember vividly well, because history does not lie. That, that, In his presentation to the staff of the SSS, he said this, and I quote, paraphrasely, he said that now as the boss of the SSS, I will ensure three things. Number one, they will be disciplined, in the SSS. Number two, I will ensure that there is also what he call high motivation among staff of the DSS. Yes, and number three, he said that they must operate within rules and what? And no, regulations. Okay. These were the words of Bichi at that time. Now, again, we have not also forgotten that it is the same SSS that lays siege on the Abuja residence of two Supreme Court judges. Yes. Still, still yes. the same. The same yes, SSS. Yes, yes, they are by moving into the judiciary again. You remember Justice Onogen at that time. Yes. yes. You I also remember, remember Justice uh, Aguta at that time. And then there were two federal uh, uh, high court judges, judges. too. Mm. <laughs> yeah. we, I remember Justice Adeni, you know, who were whisked away around 5.30 in their pajamas at home. So this is kind of brigandage that we've seen with the same SSS over time. Then again, we have not also forgotten how again they mutilated Showore in 2019. Yeah. So this is a record of the SSS that we have. 
But what happened yesterday, it also tells us that perhaps they have not been able to learn lesson over time about these attitudes where they snowball into the activities of other arms of government. government. That of yesterday was worrisome to Nigerians because the judge was still sitting. The same judge that gave that particular order that on the verge of what I have had, now this man, before he meet his bail conditions, you should take him to a correctional facility in Ukoi. Ideally. 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 Where he's supposed but to be. the elementary thing that all people are taught, including 100 level students of law, is that you cannot desecrate the temple of justice. And the temple of justice is not right inside the court alone, it is also the environment of the in court. The premises. And we saw how they did that. Now, what we are saying here is that if you ask about whether there is legality or not, what I've just placed on the table have shown to you that rightly, these people have not acted within the establishment laws in the true sense of the word. And I think that is because in most cases, people are meant to get away with such things. When they do such things, they get away with it. The security agencies are fond of doing that. The police also did that in 2014. You remember when they blocked the National Assembly, particularly disallowing the green carpeted members as a house of reps to have okay. access okay. to the okay. National okay. Assembly. Okay. And some of them had to climb fence. In Plateau State here, we suffered a process where mm. the police commissioner acting according to him on the powers conferred upon him to prevent such a, a breakdown of law and order block the road here leading to the house of assembly house members assembly. were not allowed to enter the house of assembly so when you see these people based on this history that i've mentioned it will tell you clearly that we have a lot to do and we hope that the president should be able to wade into this immediately so that we'll be able to have order uh, in the place all right, right i'm sorry i'm sorry to to disappoint the listener the president is not going to weigh in on anything i'm, I'm so <laughs> Sorry. Why? 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 You so why? Why the pessimism? pessimism. Mm. All right. Because the of, question, yeah. The question we should ask is, who suspended the CBN? The president, God. rightfully so. The president suspended him here. Yes. If if we also remember the build up to the elections, the supposed cash um, policy. Yes. The present president was very vocal you publicly he didn't say it privately he said it publicly mm. that that policy was targeted at him and that some people do not want him to win to election. win election yes. yes remember that statement. remember he yes. said that you know so a few weeks after he assumed presidency he suspended the man who was the arrowhead of that policy and an agency that answers to him kept the suspended governor in your custody, custody mm. until the court said, I gave, I've given you one week, take him to court or let him mm-hmm. free. Mm. Do you, are you, are, is anyone trying to explain to me or co- convince me that the president had no idea that a suspended governor has been in custody without being charged. I resound for my because fact, of our was, time. Sorry, I have to cut question. you short on that. Um, we have to open the phone lines for our listeners to be a part of the conversation this morning. Sorry to cut you short on no on your thoughts. Zero nine zero five five six 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 nine nine or zero eight one two one eight seven 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 and be a part of the conversation via our social media handles on Facebook is www.facebook.com for slash JFM and off Twitter at JFM Jaws. I'll take the numbers again 09055666699 or 08121877777. Hello, good morning. Very good morning. Morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Thank you very much. I use people's voice. I come here. I don't think Solomon, the voice of the voice. All right, go ahead. God bless you, uh, the people's professor, Comrade Luca Pante. God bless you for your analysis. analysis huh? Thank you very much. Amen. You see, uh, 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 it is made very clear, obviously, that we don't have an element of democracy in Nigeria. There is no element of democracy in Nigeria. And I doubt much that we are using a democratic system in this country. If you look at the security architecture, Abigail, you will see clearly that we are not in a democratic uh, 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 system. Look at it. Why, why, why am I saying that? If anything, if something is happening here, if there is problems, security challenges here on the plateau, or in any state, 
the governor will call the the the, the council of police or the GOC. He will take uh, uh, permission from the from the secretary uh, of police or a chief of army staff before they take permission from Mr. President. Mm. Is that a democratic structure? The security exchange is still centralized. And that's why I always say that we are not in a democratic country. Okay, now let me go back to the emotional issue. Now, Abidjan, where is the Sajjah Farouk, the humanitarian minister, who enabled the Supreme Court that says that he gave 500 billion naira monthly? Why are we not seeing her in the constitution of the DSS? The Supreme Court of the has not revealed many things. Where are those people? They just bring them to them. This is our money. Yeah, Why are they operating in this country? I think that is their personal ambuna. Yeah. You see, we pay tax. Nigeria pay tax. We want to know the whereabouts of our resources. Mm. In the country, thank you very much. Thank you so much for your contribution this morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where you calling us from? Yes, my name is Obina. I'm calling from Okuru. All right, Obina, go ahead. You see, in this country. Where we are getting it wrong is if we cannot respect the rule of law, then we cannot get it right. We are going to a failed state. Mm. You see, I don't think in this country there are people, individuals, who are powerful than the institutions of government. Look at the same charges that they brought to court to Omefele. Uh, yeah. Asalet Dokubo was parading a gun. This one, they told us they went to his house and they searched and saw guns. But this one, Asalet Dokubo was parading guns. For us, today, he has not been arrested. In fact, a recent video has shown him parading a full soldiers. This same DSS are not saying anything about that. You see, it's really a show of shame. In fact, the DSS, are, they don't even have right to come to court with guns. This is a temple of justice. Imagine you're going to church, inside the church with guns. What are you going to church? That's, you don't even believe in what you're going to. Mm. Even the correctional centers, if uh, those, they, when they bring uh, 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 somebody to court, they shift their van out of the court. They stay there with their guns. But these people in the in the court, in the look at how they within the premises of the court. Yeah, I was thinking that by now, Afunaya could have made a statement because we saw that's why I respect the former idea of police. Once something like this is done, you'll be demoted or you'll be sacked. All right. I am expecting Afunaya to say something. Okay. Because if they didn't say something, they are accomplished. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much for your contribution. Last call we will be taking this morning. Hello, good morning. Yeah, good morning, my sister. How are you? Very fine, thank you. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where you calling us from? Yeah, this is Bob. All right, Bob, go um, ahead. Let me appreciate the man of history here. Not knowing history is making us repeating mistakes. You are me. He said people were jumping National Assembly, sense of National Assembly, under which government? Under Jonathan. All these ugly issues that disgrace a country that could call Nigeria. We should, you, should, you know, we should not support it. You understand me? It's only the politics we play is wrong politics. If it is not my own, I want to pull the country down. Mm. If it's not on my side, I want to pull the country down. That has been the problem. A mentally lady who have been talking about. I don't expect a military issue to be discussed. Mm. Knowing fully well that the money giving the people kept in the bank were denied from receiving their money. People die in the process of your own own hand money. All these things happened during the during the past government. Yeah. And the DSS people are talking about have been chasing a method. When he said his world is going for sudden leave. If a missionary does not have skeleton in his comfort, will he be saying he's going to for sudden leave? Will the judge even approve it? It's even in the past regime. Not All right, you have to help regime. us wrap up your thoughts because of our time, sir. So, what we are saying, we shouldn't mm. be sentimental on the Mepele issue. All right. If even court ask the Mepele to allow this money, you need your old money to, 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 to flow. Well, that is serious. All right, 
All right. So what are we talking about? Thank you so much for your contribution, Bob. We'll head on to our social media platform this morning for your comments. Um, we want to thank you for being a part of the conversation this morning. And yes, it's www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss and of Twitter at JFM Joss. Head on there and let us know what you think about the discussion today and let us know what your thoughts are at the DSS moving out yes, of their um, jurisdiction. While we are still loading on Facebook and Twitter, I need to also say this that um, while while a person might be wrong, we cannot use another wrong to meet another wrong. Whether I may feel the right or wrong is less for the court to decide. But again, the, the the people in charge should obey the law. Everything we are saying here is if you are going to flound the laws of the land, then you do not have your right to hold yourself in a higher moral ground to judge another person for flouting the same laws. The DSS, in every sense of the word, should obey the court orders. It's simple. <laughs> if you if you have if you have if you have evidence against the person, by all means, bring Necessary, it. Bring it. But on. you don't you don't go against the the established body. Make that same DSS. If they are in trouble, is the same court that they will run to. So, so water no get enemy, <laughs> and that is what the judiciary is. <laughs> Uh, on, on Facebook, Ayadeli Agbabia can say, with what I saw yesterday at the High Court, it shows the rule of law is completely robbed in the mud. The rule of law should stand up and defend their sov- sovereignty. What a shame. What a movie. Uh, Moses Jeremiah says, all right, I think it is not right. How can the Federal High Court give another and then you go against it? Those that mean that, does that mean that DSS are more superior than the Federal High Court? Please, we don't know what we are doing in this country. Um, Said Ibrahim says, um, concerning the issue of a Mayfield with, with the security agency, I totally, I, I totally refer to it as barbaric. What I am saying is that the endurance administration has been built on three pillars, and as a result, our leader, and as a result of our leader's selfish interest, these three pillars are no more in use, all in the name of their selfish interest. Dimas Bala says, in as much as I don't want to remember, remember what former CBN governor did. Um, I believe the rule of law should be held should be held. Since he has been granted bail, there's no need for arresting him again. Omadan Machi says APC government came to destroy the rule of law in Nigeria. Since twenty fifteen, APC Buhari never obeyed the rule of law for eight years and Tinubu has continued from the same APC impunity. APC accused PDP of corruption and impunity, but APC is worse. No rule of law in Nigeria. Nigeria is not practicing true democracy. Buhari wasted six months before appointing old men as ministers. And Tinubu is on okay. Okay, this is um quite a lot. Um okay, in Augustine says um and the magic okay. What you see on a daily basis, let us take a look during the money issue. They were disobeying the court's order, so everyone is a boss on his own. I think the DSS were wrong because I watched the video yesterday. I can't, there are so many comments. So here. many comments. And because of our today. time, um, Mr. Foma, your, your final comment in 20 seconds before we wrap up the show. Um, just to reply, the one of the callers who talked about Emifelis, uh, Ms. Deminos. Yeah. At the end of the day, the DSS are not charging him for all those misdemeanors. No. Which begs the question, why? Mm. No. Yeah, final thoughts. Thank you so much for that. And Mr. Luca Panfi. Uh, well, uh, we, 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 we open our <laughs> fingers and raise it up to see what unfolds in the days to come. Mm. Uh, but I can tell you that that judiciary that uh, they desecrated yesterday might also be the same judiciary that they are going to return to if they have issues mm. as a DSS. Mm. And so we must be very careful. Just like Fela said that uh, water, no get enemy. That if water kill you, it is the same water that will be used to bath the dead body. Mm. Interesting, interesting quotes. A profound quotes right there. Uh, we want to thank you so much, Mr. Alforma, for being on the show this morning. It was a pleasure having you. We also want to thank you so much, Mr. Luca Pampe, for being on the show this morning. This was Let's Talk on your Super Feel Good radio station, J101.9 FM in the city of Joss. The news comes up by 10 o'clock. You keep your dice locked on. And tomorrow, it's going to be an interesting one on Let's Talk. We'll look at the ministerial list and all of that and what to expect. Have a lovely morning. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast. 